Good afternoon. It's 12. <laughs> but it's such a joy to be here, to be part of worshipping the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we are part of his family. He is our God. And he is the King of Kings. And I'm so glad to be here. As I said in the previous uh, uh, service, when coming to Life Church means it's not a strange thing for me. Because I have been here and God has been, I have seen God using your church. And I am so glad that God gave me the opportunity to come here. Also want to thank Pastor Craig for inviting me to be part of your worship service. So I really would like to thank. And as Pastor was saying, it's amazing how God is uh, at work in India. It's amazing. A few months ago, I was reading uh, the Gospel of John where uh, Jesus was saying, my father is always at work. I was fascinated with that word, always. He is always at work and he is at work in India. He's at work in the U.S. He's at work globally. But the very, very interesting thing is he is at work and he has invited us to join him in his mission. So I consider serving the Lord as a privilege because not many people have this privilege. Joining the King of Kings and working with him is a privilege. And I consider truly as a privilege to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. I have been serving the Lord through the ministries of Hindustan Bible Institute in India for the last 30 years. And I don't regret for it. God had to tell me to come on a full time. when I was looking for something else. When I was in my college doing my master's in commerce, my dream was to climb up a ladder in the corporate world Become a managing director, earn a lot of money, but give it to missions. That was my dream. But God had to remind me that was not his plan. And he brought me into the ministries of HBI. And I am fortunate to see and watch what God has been doing through this ministries of Hindustan Bible Institute. As Pastor was saying in the last um, 30 years, I have seen God bringing people after people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. This pastor's conference, Pastor Craig was there, and we were interviewing a group of people, one of our church planters, his name is Pastor Yusi Jenna, and we were trying to see what God has been doing in the state of Orissa. When he started the ministry in Rayagada, the district of Rayagada, there was no church in those villages. God used him to raise up a lot of people, and when we were interviewing him in the month of August, he was saying God helped him and the team of other people that God has raised to plant over 500 churches. And out of these 500 churches in about 535 villages, 100, church, 100 churches worshipped God every day. 100 villages, the entire village has come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's what God is doing. And our God is a mighty God. And we are so excited to be part of what God is doing in India. There are challenges, there are problems, but God keeps on doing his work because he is always at work. 
I really want to thank the church for joining with us in this journey with God to see India disciple for Jesus Christ. Our desire, our cry is to see one day every knee bowing before him, every tongue confessing that Jesus is the Lord. Because it's all about God. And we are so glad that he has included us in this mission. And I'm glad that uh, the Life Church has joined us in this mission so that we together see God at work in India and see the discipling of the nation. So thank you so very much. This morning, I mean this afternoon I should say, um, I wanted to share with you something that God put in my heart because this whole of last year, God has been talking to us about something that is very important. He was telling us, what is in his heart and revealing what is in his heart as we go through this journey. Uh, back home in our church, we have been celebrating missions every month of November. And we have been asking the question, what is the mission of God? And I got the opportunity to speak in the church and I was preparing. And then certain things that God told me was very, very kind of, I would say, not just interesting Kind of, it was a little bit shocking too. And um, I asked the God, I asked the Lord, Lord, is it all about this great commission that we talk about go and make disciples? Yes, of course it is. God's desire that we go and make disciples. So I said, when we go, when we preach, when we baptize, when we disciple, when we give, when we support to fulfill this great commission, what is the end result of this? Where are, what is the goal that we are looking at? What is the vision that we are looking at? And God told us something that was very phenomenal. That's what God is interested about. Before I share that, I would like for us to open our Bibles to Psalm 67. Many of us know it very well. It's a very familiar psalm. And um, if it is okay with you all, I thought we will all read the psalm together. Psalm 67, 6, 7. It has got only seven verses and we are going to read them together. Is that okay? Yes. We will start, I think we'll start from May God. Okay, verse 1. Let's, let's read together. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his faith shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. I was doing this uh, in my devotion and God revealed certain things. I thought I will share it with you because God was talking to me about um, what is in his heart. Because I have been talking about, I mean, when I, uh, I was thinking about the Great Commission and then certain realities that he told me kind of shocked me. I thought I'll share with you before we get into the details. The reality, number one, God told me, he said, God is not a social worker. I said, what? 
God said, I am not a social worker. So, he said, the mission of God is not social work. That was a shock to me. The re- reality number two, God told me, God is not a celebrity. He says, so the mission of God is not about success. Reality number three, God is not about charity. So the mission of God is not about support. I was like, I don't understand what you are saying. And then God said, God is not a social worker, but he is the savior, savior of the world. That's the reality. He said, God is not a celebrity, but he is the shepherd king. He told me God is not about charity, but he is the sovereign God. That means God told me, mission, social work is not the mission of God because it is the duty of the church. You don't do something special about it. It is part of our life. Success is not the mission of God because it is the standing of the church. Charity is not the mission of God because it is the responsibility of the church. God expects the church to be involved in social work. God expects each person sitting here to be part of serving the society. Because God wants us to be the light in this world. God wants us to be the salt of the earth. God wants us to be the yeast. God wants us to take care of the widows. God wants us to take care of the orphans. God wants us to help the people that are weak. It's our duty. It's not a separate organization that needs to do it. Because the church does not do it, there are mission societies and NGOs that are doing it. But God told me that's the duty of the church. God said, we, many of us work towards being successful in the ministry. God is not looking for success. He said, I have already given you success. It's your standing Peter beautifully writes, uh, he says, we the church, when he talks about church, he says uh, the church is a chosen people. We are a chosen people. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are a people belonging to God. We are on the winning side. Because he has won the victory on the cross of Calvary. It's a finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't need to do anything. He has completed the work. But you know the beauty? He has given us the trophy that he got uh, at the cross of Calvary. And he has asked us, can you take this trophy and run on the victory lap? He has already won the victory. He has fought the battle. So I'm not working towards success. That's already it's mine. That's my standing. The church requires to be, takes the responsibility to utilize the resources, release the resources. All that I have and all that I am belong to God. God wants us to be stewards of everything that has been entrusted in us. 
is part of our responsibility to support mission support the missionaries support the church so i asked uh, asked the lord so what is the mission of god what would be the end result that i'm looking at the great commission very clearly says go and preach the gospel and make disciples baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy ghost and teach them everything that we are supposed to be doing so what would be the result of that what is the mission that god is looking at at the end of the road god asked me to go back to the basic i love reading the first two chapters of genesis because everything begins there the ideal is in the first two chapters all that we are looking for if we more and more read those two chapters that's what god you see the heart of god after the second chapter everything is reconstruction renovation repair restoration but in the first two chapters you see the heart of god several years ago about maybe about 12 13 years ago when i was doing the devotion i mean i for my personal uh, thing i i usually go from genesis to revelation so i was reading genesis first chapter and uh, kind of you know them so i was reading really kind of fast and then god told me when i finished reading the first verse god told me can you read it again i was like oh i know it so in the beginning god created heavens and the, and the earth so god told me why don't you read it again i am like i know it so he said read it slowly so i was reading it slow and then he asked me to read it one more time then i knew god was telling me something So I said okay let me read it slow I said in the beginning god god told me to stop there He asked me what did you read I said in the beginning god He said everything begins in god Everything is from god Everything is about god There's nothing supersedes god He is the ultimate He said, if I, if I understand that concept and live my life according to that one single concept that the entire Christianity hangs in, he said, I will understand the heart of God. It's nothing about us. It's about God. Nothing comes about God. My life, my spouse, my children, my ministry, my church, nothing. Nothing. it's all about god it begins with god and from god then i kept reading and then when i was coming down i was reading about god creating man adam and eve very interesting to i mean god created us in his own image and in his own likeness so i was asking what is that about it's not about whether i am created in a light color or a dark color or a brown color black color whatever color is that how god looks no 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 maybe a long hair curly hair no 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 so i was thinking what is that about likeness and image in his own image in his own likeness god was teaching me the glory of god has been imputed when the man was made he was completely filled with the glory of god that's why when the fall took place Adam and Eve had to run away hide themselves because they felt 
shame. When they sinned, the glory of the Lord departed from them. There is no way light and darkness can exist together. God told me it's all about the glory of God. When the mission is completed, when the great commission is fulfilled, the end result that God would like to see is the glory of God covers the earth. Habakkuk says that. He says, he is seeing the vision. He says, the knowledge of the glory of God covers the whole earth as the waters covers the sea. I mean, Isaiah 61 and 2, Isaiah is saying, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The glory that was lost at the fall was regained at the cross of Calvary. The price that God paid for you and me is not a simple one. He regained that glory and gave it back to us. That's why Paul is writing in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 onwards. Actually, uh, verse 18 says, We with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory. And we are being transformed into his likeness with an ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord. Every person that has come into the relationship of Jesus Christ, God imputes his righteousness, his glory inside of us. As the veil is taken away, as we are untied, the glory comes out. That's why it says ever increasing glory. Glory to glory. That's what God wants to see. His ultimate goal is to see that his glory will cover the entire entire earth, not just one person, not just one country. He's talking about the entire nations. I mean, that's why, I mean, if you read the psalm, it's interesting. It's not a selfie psalm. We live in a world which is selfie, all about self. But this psalm, when I was reading, I said, wow, this is not a selfie psalm. This is about us. Not only just us, it says nations. And it says peoples. And it says, the whole earth. And all the time when I read the psalm, I like the first verse. I stop there. But God, I ask the question, how do I reveal the glory of God that's inside of me? It's already been given to us. It's imputed. Beautifully, Paul says, he says, this glory is from the Lord and he has put it inside of us. How do I reveal this glory to this world? That's the time I was reading the psalm and then God told me, I stopped with verse 1. But he said to go to verse 2. Verse 1 says, may God be gracious to us, bless us, make his face shine upon us. Beautiful benediction. For what purpose? Purpose is said in verse 2. So that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among us. All nations. If you and I have been blessed by God, there is a reason. And you, you know, the beautiful thing is when God created Adam and Eve, the first thing he did was he blessed them. You are created for blessing. You are a blessed person. 
when God called Abraham, he said, I will bless you so that you will be a blessings, blessing to all the nations. God is a God of blessings. Not the blessings that we are thinking about, this material one. He blesses us with eternal blessings. You know why? That's what God said. How do I reveal the glory of God? He blesses me so that I reveal the glory of God through his ways. It says, verse 2, Your ways may be known on earth and your salvation among all the nations. I like the claims of Jesus. One of the claims that Jesus says is in John chapter 14. He says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. He didn't say, I will show you the way. He said, I am. He didn't say, I will teach you the truth. He said, I am the truth. He didn't say, I will try to get you a life to live. No, I am the life. So he says, I bless you so that you can reveal the glory of God that reveals the way of God. It's like this. It's, it's like I become the direction for people to go to God. God blesses me so that others, I can direct them to Jesus. I was blind, today I see because of him. I was nobody, today I am somebody because of him. I was hopeless, today I have hope because of him. I direct people. I say that this is the way. I cannot save anybody but I direct them to Jesus Christ so that they can have an intimate relationship. Because he is the savior of the world. Salvation belongs to God and he says, your salvation among all nations. How do I reveal the uh, glory of God? By being a direction to the ways of God. People that see me are directed to God. Directed to the salvation. Brought into the family of God. That's how I reveal I mean, it's not just duty of the pastor. It's not the duty of the leaders. He says, anybody. I mean, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beautifully, Paul writes, he says, when I come into the relationship with Jesus Christ, all old things have passed away, everything has become new. Then he says, and he has to this person who has become new in Christ Jesus, he has given us a ministry of reconciliation. Everyone that is sitting here, we are ambassadors for Christ. I represent God. That's how I reveal the glory of God. I represent and tell the world, this is how I was. Jesus came into my life. He changed the whole thing. And you can taste Jesus Christ. I direct them to Christ. God's blessings in my life reveal the way to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because there is no other way. Jesus is the way. No other way. He is the way and we know that. We have experienced that. All that God is asking you is to do is direct people to God. Secondly, it's not only Christ is not only the way and the savior of the world, but Christ is the truth. He is the shepherd king. Verse 4 says, May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. When I was reading it, I read it several times because 
it talks about god rules the people and god guides the nations usually when you are a, like a ruling party when somebody rules it's all about command and control there's nothing guidance when they say you do it but here god rules the people but he also guides the nation it's like an oxymoron then i realize jesus is the lamb but also he is the lion of judah jesus is a shepherd great shepherd but he is also the shepherd king when i have jesus when i understand this truth he's not only the shepherd he is also the king of kings the lord of lords you know what happens the nations will be glad and they will sing for joy because of the rule of god in my life i allow god to be the lord of my life it's not just being i i say that god saved me i wish that he saved me and he takes me immediately to heaven life would be very easy i really wished but god did not just do that it's the price that he paid on the cross is not just save you and take you to heaven he says i want you to come under the lordship of jesus christ so that nations will see and they will rejoice when i come under the lordship of jesus christ it's not a punishment it's not like somebody is going to punish me it's very easy because i don't need to make decisions he makes a decision he is the boss i don't need to be confused i don't need to be looking for god's will when i put myself under the lordship of jesus christ he not only rules he also guides me he tells me this is the way walk in it the decisions become easy when people see that in the midst of difficult moment i make decision and they ask how can you make that decision it's not i who made the decision it's god who made the decision for me that brings gladness not just for me for my family for my church for my community for the nation and for the nations because god puts his truth inside of me when we know the truth of god the truth will set us free the reign of god the rule of god actually gives us freedom that's what god wants us to do how do i reveal the glory of god by revealing the truth of god the righteousness of god that has been imputed in me the more and more i get myself completely soaked in the word of god the glory comes out of me the words that i speak the actions that i do the thoughts that i have all the desires that I have it's all aligned to the word of god that's how i reveal the glory of god and god blesses me with his word it's beautiful no to hold this word and to read his word and listen to the voice of god what a beautiful privilege that's what god says he says when i when he says i will guide you he does talk to us many times we have a problem because we have hearing problem we don't listen to him we hear all other things every day he talks to us he guides us beautiful god blesses us with his guidance god blesses us with his reign god blesses us with his truth so that we can reveal the glory of god 
Thirdly, it's amazing. Christ is the way. He is the savior of the world. Christ is the truth. He is the shepherd king. But also, Christ is the life, the sovereign God. If you read uh, verses 6 and 7, it says, Then the land will yield its harvest, and God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us, and all the ends of the earth will fear him. When the word that it is spoken about God, our God, is the Yahweh, the sovereign, almighty God. He blesses us. It says God, our God. Again and again, Samus is saying, He blesses us. And when He blesses us, you know the beauty is, He says all the ends of the earth will fear Him. When people see the blessing of God in my life, I reveal the glory of God that makes people to trust in God and fear God. Uh, Psalm 40, when David is writing, he says, he, the God picked me up from the mighty clay, he put me on the rock, and he gave me a song to sing. Many of us stop with that. But if you go to the next, I think it's the fifth, fifth verse, it says, when God does that, he picks me up from the mighty clay, he puts me on the rock, and he gives me a song. It says, many will see and fear and put trust in the Lord. God gives me a life that will make others to trust God, fear God. Jesus said, I came into this world. John 10, 10, he says, I came to give you life, life abundant. It's not a simple life that God has given to us. He's given us an abundant life. I mean, Ephesians chapter, whole chapter of uh, the first chapter, Paul is writing the blessings that we have got through God the Father. God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He said, you have been chosen, you have been adopted. You have been forgiven, you have been redeemed, you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. These blessings, we cannot get it from the world. No money can buy these blessings. These have been given to us freely. Abandoned life. Does not mean we will not have problems. Does not mean that we will not have challenges. In the midst of challenges, in the midst of problems, I truly enjoy my life. Because God, the sovereign God blesses us. That's the blessing that God gives to us. So that I, we reveal the glory of God by living an abundant life. When people see us, that should help people to see God. I mean, Acts uh, chapter 1 verse 8, beautifully it's written. He says, when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and uttermost parts of the world. All God says is, all I need to do is, I just need to be there at the, as a witness. Because he has already blessed me enough as a witness, wherever I am, that will result in revealing the glory of God. That will result in people coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ. That will result in people coming into a relationship with Jesus Christ. That will result the nations, peoples, worshipping the Lord Jesus Christ. 
we are blessed so that we can be a blessing to the nations that's what god has done he wants us to reveal the glory of god which has been imputed put inside the righteousness of god the glory of god is already inside of us paul is writing he says christ in you is the hope of glory if i say christ is in me that is glory it's a hope of glory god has revealed the glory has risen upon me when i reveal the glory of god the nations will come to know the lord jesus christ the question today is are you a blessing to yourself bottom line do i know that i am a blessed person am i a blessing to myself or am i frustrated with my life cursing my life oh i realize wow what a great salvation that i have in christ jesus what a blessed person i am so automatically i make a commitment to reveal the glory of god am i a blessing to my family am i revealing the glory of god in my family am i a blessing in the church am i revealing the glory of god in the church am i a blessing in the community and am i revealing the glory of god in the community the glory of god is revealed in god's ways the glory of god is revealed in god's truth the glory of god is revealed in god's life when i say jesus is in me i have jesus who gave this courageous claim i am the way i am the truth i am the life we have that great i am what a privilege to reveal the glory of god ultimately that's what god would like to see happen that his glory will cover this entire earth uh, how is it going to happen it's through you and me and he has already done it he has already made ways for us to reveal by blessing us may god be gracious to us and bless us make his face shine upon us so that your ways may be known on earth your salvation among all nations may the peoples praise you o god may all the peoples praise you god bless you